Can Trevor Story be a league-winning stash? Who will be the next top prospect called up that could be a difference maker for your fantasy team? Join us today where we provide you with the best players to stash on your watch list NIL on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, is my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel, also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, subscribe to us on the Subtext website. On Subtext, it's an in-depth, personalized, one-on-one experience through text messaging. You get instant alerts with prospect call-ups, injuries, and just a lot more than we can offer on this 30-minute podcast. Guys, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money back. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Try Sleeper today. Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team secret weapon as we provide you with the best players to stash heading into the weekend. And Matt, who do we got up first, brother? Uh, we got Mr. Trevor Story. Uh, Trevor Story coming back from that injury. Uh, man, oh, man, it's been a long, long wait. Um, I really figured he would have been back not too long after the All-Star break. Now we're going on about two weeks. Still not back, so I'm just waiting and hoping that, you know, the first week of August is that timeline. We should hear more soon. Uh, Trevor Story had a lot has a lot of upside, being that he has second base eligibility for that Boston team last year. Before he got hurt, he was batting, you know, in the batting average category, quite putrid, but... He did have phenomenal counting stats. He had 53 runs. He had 22 doubles, 16 bombs, 66 ribs, 13 stolen bases. Batting terrible, 238. But, I mean, hey, that's kind of, like, uncharacteristic for him, honestly. I think that was that first year new team type deal because that was his first season with Boston. And, honestly, every year but, you know, 2021, where even he still had a 251 batting average, the guy's been, like, pretty solid, a 289, a 294, a 291. Uh, 17, he had a bad year, but I mean, it is what it is. And then, you know, 16, like he, I, I foresee him hitting about 260, 265, um, once he starts getting rolling, but that's just a matter of how, if, when, if that even happens at all, sorry for the screaming kid in the background, but you know, it's bedtime. She wants milk. It just ain't happening. But anyway, Trevor story, I think is a must add right now. And uh, at least a stash because my guy is could come in, could give you that boost, and could be somebody that just is a second-half monster for you once he gets to moving and grooving. So definitely add Trevor Story. 
Yeah, Matt, uh, recent, just an update from today. Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox, came out, and he said that he's not ruling out a return for Trevor Story this weekend. So okay. this is your really last chance to add Trevor Story right now if he's available in any of your leagues. Um, I think it's a must-add situation, as Matt said. I don't know if I'm as bullish on the batting average as Matt is because even his last year in course, he dropped down to a 251 batting average. He's a career 268 guy. I, I wouldn't put it past him for more than 240, 250 batting average. But the power is real. The speed is real. That Boston team isn't 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 horrible. They got a decent lineup there. And if Story hits in the middle of that lineup, a lot of RBI, a lot of run potential. So potentially a four category guy. But you know what? If Matt's right and he can hit up to like 260, 265, he'll be four and a half, almost five category type contributor for Trevor Story. Um, he is working his way back from that you know surgery on his UCL. Um, he's looking good in his minor league rehab assignment last, um, he's already played three of those two for eight with a home run. So, you know what, uh, Trevor story at 46% owned on Yahoo looking like a must add at the moment. Let's keep things pushing though. And let's move on to a pitcher who's also almost ready to return. That's him. Jin Ryu of the Toronto blue Jays. So now Ryu, um, it looks like he isn't expected to be activated for the weekend series against the Angels, but next week they go over to Baltimore. Might be a little bit tough, you know, spot for him to make his debut, but um, we'll kind of see where things go. Ryu isn't really, you know, a blow you away type of pitcher. He's just kind of been consistently decent throughout his career. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to go as far as a must add, but you know what? There haven't been a lot of pitchers on the Weaver Wire that I've been digging on. Uh, Ryu throughout his career, 3270 RA, over 1,000 innings, 896 strikeouts, and a career 117 whip. So, as I mentioned, he's just been pretty serviceable, although the last two seasons, a 5670 RA, a 4370 RA. So, the ERA has kind of been elevating as he's been getting older. Uh, this year, going to be 36 years old. So, 18% owned, you know, those deeper leagues, you know, stuff like that, give Ryu the shot. Um, probably not one of my favorite guys we're talking about on this episode, but definitely somebody at least minimum put on your watch list and see what happens. Yeah, I like Ryu. I think that he's at least worth an ad because, I mean, if he can get back to a couple years ago where, you know, the hype started, I mean, I think that's, that could be really the case. But let's see what happens. Let, let's just stash him, see what happens on the first two starts, and then if he's doesn't hate you drop them. It is what it is. It's all about trying to catch catch somebody, you know, off guard and trying to stash these guys ahead of time before somebody else has time to scoop them up and be able to, you know, have that one leg up on somebody if you get them early. But let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Royce Lewis. Uh, somebody you know that I was excited when they got the call. Um, I almost want to call him Royce Glue, uh, Glue Glass because, I mean, he's becoming a flanges guy. It's really pissing me off. Because the kid has all the upside in the world. He was having a really nice season until he got hurt, quite honestly. I mean, he was batting about 326 this year, which is phenomenal. Right, I'm on the right page. Yes, I am. I just didn't realize how good he was doing. Um, he's batting 326 on the year. He had uh, four bombs, 15 ribs, a stolen base, threw 95 at-bats. Like, I mean, the kid was really looking rock and roll, picking up right where he left off before he tore his ACL for the second time. So I'm just hoping that Royce Lewis can come back from this oblique injury um, in mid-August and really just pick up where he left off again. And hopefully he is able to ride it out to the end of the season and really see where this journey can take us with Royce Lewis. The upside is phenomenal. 
like I don't know if anybody's really familiar with him. If you haven't, if you're new to us, let me just refresh your memory real quick. In let's go back to when he was in the minors. In 2019, the kid had 22 stolen bases. He had 49 run uh, RBIs, 12 home runs, 26 doubles, four triples, 73 runs, and 517 at bats. Batting average wasn't great, but the year before that, he really rocked and rolled at 483 at bats, batting 292. He had in that season 28 stolen bases and 14 bombs. It looks like he's been able to build off that before uh, before the first, you know, obviously ACL tear. Coming back, it looks like he's about to hit that second level here. And if he could just stay healthy, I think the sky's the limit at 6'2", 200 pounds, Royce Lewis. I feel like I just announced the boxer here. But Royce Lewis really should be rock and roll and should be should be added in all leagues and stashed. Yeah, guys, and before I hop back in and give my Royce Lewis take, we talk about uh, Arizona Diamondbacks catcher that recently hit the I.L. Um, and a young ace pitcher that we haven't spoken about in a while, and we talk about potentially some of the next top prospects that can come up and help your fantasy baseball team and ours. I need to talk to you guys about Sleeper. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022. At Sleeper, it's not just about sports, it's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper Picks is our real money product that connects friends over picks. Choose two to eight of your favorite players from pregame, live, or even across different sports. Pick higher or lower than predicted stats. Only on Sleeper, you can get up to 100 times payout. Share with your friends and get rewarded together. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And dear everydayers and new listeners, we have an incredible opportunity for you to support the show and enjoy some fantastic perks along the way. Introducing the Diamond Club on our well, on Subtext website. Call up alerts, injury updates, instant reactions, and enjoy direct access to us for all of your burning fantasy questions. Plus, you can try it out completely free for 14 days. Your support means the world to Matt and I, and we can't wait to connect with you on this exciting journey. Join the Diamond Club on the Subtext website today, and let's take your fantasy baseball experience to new heights. And also, as we've been mentioning, if you sign up before the end of August, or if you've already signed up, you get that exclusive chance to be one of the first entries into our Listener League next year. Come on out and show Matt and I what you got as far as fantasy baseball goes. Come on and take on the pros. All right, let me hop back in here and let me give my quick little take on Royce Lewis because, Matt, you did a fantastic job there. Royce Lewis, formerly one of the top prospects in all of baseball, got a little bit of power, more known for his speed. Batting average is definitely going to be a plus for him. But as Matt mentioned, the flanges guy, you know, that oblique issue is going to keep him out till mid-August. 30% owned on Royce Lewis, definitely worth the stash if you have an open IL spot. But Matt, you did a great job covering him, so I don't really have too much more to add there. Let's move on to our next guy. And it's somebody that just hit the IL. It's Gabriel Moreno. Uh, Moreno's just been super serviceable this year. I don't think this year is the breakout for him, but you know what? On the year, the numbers look pretty solid with 17 runs, three homers, 28 RBIs, four steals, and a 270 batting average. With Moreno, 
He's got that shoulder inflammation. They don't really have a great timeline for when he's coming back. But you know what? I think it's worth a stash, especially in those two catcher leagues. Marino's only 13% rostered on Yahoo. So you still have the chance to, you know, go out there and stash him. I think Marino's somebody we're going to be talking about a lot coming into next year with that young uh, Diamondbacks team really flourishing, growing together. And Marino's been very, very good in the minors. I think that batting average is going to creep up. I think he's going to be over a 300, you know, hitter or at least 290, very close to it. Power something he's got to come into a little bit. He's got good speed. So, you know, kind of let's just see where this thing goes with Moreno. I think he's more of a two, you know, catcher type of league, uh, deep 15 man, something like that. You know, throw him on your IL if you got the spot. If anything, throw him on the watch list. See when he gets, uh, you know, back from injury and then you could uh, maybe be a sneaky ad. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Gabriel Marino is just uh, a little frustrating in terms of the counting stats. Um, but, I mean, batting average off the waiver wire is key, especially when you're getting it from your catcher. Great take, Dom. Let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Mason Miller. Coming off the injury himself on the IL, um, he's got that elbow injury and, um, you know, thrown from flat ground. So hopefully he starts getting some some minor league rehab starts soon. Um, you know, got the call this year was pretty, pretty good through 21 innings pitch. He had 22 strikeouts. He had a three, three, eight ERA and, uh, a sub one whip, like right under it. I think he's, you know, a decent stash for now. Uh, see what happens before we got the call this year. He had a two Oh eight ERA on the season. I, I mean, the kid could be good. I just don't know how long or what it's going to be. He does have the protection of pitching in the A's ballpark with the A's system. And they know how to just rip out good pitchers and then trade them, before, and then they become nothing. So I kind of want to roll out and see what May, uh, Mason Miller can do while he's still on the Oakland A's. Uh, if he doesn't get, you know, if he gets the um, gets the call back up into that rotation once he returns from the IL. Yeah, man, Mason Miller, I was so sad to see him go down. The kid throws absolute gas, gets up over 100 miles an hour. Breaking stuff is all right. Needs a little work in that department. But the kid's 24 years old, still fairly young, you know, getting a little bit older. But I, I really think that this kid, you know, we're going to hear about him next year when he's healthy because this year I'm not sure where things are going to go with him. Definitely uh, definitely a watch list guy for right now. I'm not really adding him at the moment unless you got like a limited IL spot or like a deep IL. Because uh, they haven't really said, you know, when they're looking to get him back. And with Oakland not being in contention, why waste the bullets on the young, uh, you know, 24-year-old? But, you know, another guy next year, I think somebody we're going to be talking about a lot coming into the year, going to be a great sleeper pick, going to be a great late-round starting pitcher option as far as I'm concerned anyway. But for now, throw Mason Miller on your watch list. And if he does, you know, you get the, you know, come back up this year and pitch some more innings at 6'5", 200 pounds, I think Mason Miller can be a difference maker. So let's move on. Let's go from, you know, guys that you can really stash on your IL to some of these young prospects, you know, up-and-coming guys. There isn't really like a crazy amount of them left down there, but let's talk about the ones that are. Let's talk about Colt Keith. This guy has been jumping up like prospect boards like crazy recently because he's just having a monster year. Uh, you know, the six foot two, 211 pound, you know, um, uh, bats lefty too. This, this kid just looks like the real deal. Holyfield. Um, he got moved up to, you know, triple a recently, and he's still doing pretty solid down there in triple a, uh, 17 games in triple a 62 at bats, eight runs, two doubles, two homers, 11 RBIs, a steal. 
Eight walks to 14 strikeouts at 274 batting average. Looks pretty solid. But if you combine those numbers with the double-A numbers, looks even better. 76 games uh, on the whole in the minors for Colt Keith. 308 at-bats, 51 runs, 20 doubles, 2 triples, 16 homers, 61 RBIs, 3 steals with a 315 batting average. The kid's always been uh, a contributor in batting average. He's got pop. He's got a little bit of speed. I think Colt Keith is definitely somebody that we need to keep uh, you know, our eyes on because the kid could get the call here in August and really be a contributor with, you know, Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green, you know, playing a lot better for Detroit. Uh, he could join the company and uh, get in on the party. He's only 4% owned, but throw him on your watch list for now. Kind of see where things go. Yeah, for sure. Great take, Dom. I don't think I need to do anything with that. I'm just going to move on. Um, I, have, I can't say anything better than that. So let's go. So gotcha. I missed Mr. Matt Mervis, uh, disappointment this year when he got the call earlier in the year, unfortunately. You know, he had 90 at-bats, which is, you know, a nice little chunk of change in the bigs. You know, uh, he only managed to have eight runs, two doubles, three bombs, 11 ribs, eight walks at 32 strikeouts, batting 167. Like, that's just not him because, honestly, in the big, I mean, in the minors over the last two years, he had, he was batting 292 now, presently, batting 309 in 2022. So, like, I mean, the kid can hit for average, and he looks like he's corrected whatever it is, especially this year in the minors. 38 walks to 41 strikeouts. That's great numbers that I want to see. He must have made some corrections on himself. And the kid's got pop. I don't know if anybody's really familiar with him. In 2022, he had 36 home runs in the minors with batting 309. And 119 ribs, 92 uh, runs through 512 at-bats. This kid has some serious power upside. Like, if he hits in the bigs, he could be the next, like, oh, God. All right, I'm going to do this. A, Cub, a Cubs prospect, somebody that could really be up there. He could be have the upside of Chris Bryant in his prime. You know, legitimately, like, they're the same kind of player. Hitting for average, hitting for power, you know, gets on base. I mean, Matt Mervis could be the complete package for a Cubs prospect. But at the same time, I don't know if he's going to hit right when he gets the call. He already showed that he isn't going to hit again. So I hit already. So it may take him two, three years, and he's not going to be as electric and as and as um well groomed as Bryant when he first hit the league. So upside could be him, but it may take him time, like you know, prospects like Wander Franco and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Matt yeah, Matt, uh, great, great take on Matt Mervis there. Uh, I don't really have too, too much to add. I'm just going to say this. I think he might get the call sooner than later. I think the Cubs are going to be sellers at the trade deadline here. We might see a couple Cubs move off the team. They're going to have some open spots. And Matt read you off the stats. He read you off the profile. Matt Mervis, big dude, a lot of power. I think if when he finally figures out big league pitching, uh, you know, the league is going to be in trouble. I, I, have, I have faith in Matt Mervis. But Matt, good take. I'm just going to keep things pushing here. I'm going to move on to Sedane Raffaella of the Boston Red Sox. Another kid that's just been, you know, moving up board slowly but surely because, you know, just having a great year. We go from Matt Mervis, the big six foot two, 225 boy, to Raffaella. That's 5'9, 165. So he may not have the, you know, the pop that uh, a Matt Mervis does, but you know what? He does a lot of other things very well, including stealing those bases. Because on the year, Sedan Raffaella has 79 games played, 327 at-bats, 54 runs, 24 doubles, 2 triples, 12 homers, 55 RBIs, 31 steals. Like, whew, kids got some speed to him. 
Uh, doesn't really walk, kind of makes me nervous. 16 walks to 76 strikeouts, so may not be much of a points league guy, but he's batting 297. He's a career 277 hitter over his minor league career. So, and like again, we mentioned earlier that Boston team is not bad. You know, they got story back. Uh, so Dan Raphael gets the call. That lineup could look even deadlier, but you know what? I think Sadine Raphael is a guy, if you need a little batting average, you need a little speed, uh, he's somebody that you're going to want to keep your eyes on. Yeah, no, I, I like I like Raphael a lot, honestly, but, um, you know, uh, let's see when he gets that call because he could translate really nicely. But before we move on, we have our two last guys here, uh, one Dodger prospect and one, of course, can't leave the can't leave the show without talking about a Baltimore prospect every week, <laughs> every week. So, you know, stay tuned for these last two guys. All right, guys, and we're back. So, with that being said, let's talk about Mr. Michael Bush. Dodger prospect, second base. Love his upside. He was one of my favorite guys coming to this year. Uh, got the call for, a, like, a quick cup of coffee this year for, you know, 45 at-bats. Got sent down not too long ago. You know, he had, in that time, six runs. Three doubles, no bombs yet, four ribs, a stolen base, batting about 200. So I can understand why the Dodgers sent him down. It could have even just, you know, showcased him for a trade. I think he could be one of the guys that could be included in, in like a big name trade. Like, for instance, I think if, you know, the Dodgers do acquire Otani, this Michael Bush is going to be included in that trade for sure. And then he'll have some instant playing time. I mean, you know, I think he could be really good there. If he did go to the Angels, and since he's been in the minors and sent back down, he's really rocking and rolling at 253 at bats, 53 runs, 17 doubles, three triples, 15 bombs, 59 ribs, two stolen bases, batting a whopping 308. Like, I love the kids' upside. Last year, he had 32 bombs in the minors, threw 552 at bats, batted 274. I don't think he's a 300 hitter whatsoever. I think he's at three, uh, 265, 260 on a good year, 270 hitter, but I think he has a whole bunch of upside and he's not your prototypical second baseman. He's more of like a Brandon Lowe where he has more power than anything else. So, you know, we shall see where the world takes him at six foot one, 210 pounds. And quite honestly, I think if he goes to any other team or if, even if he stays with the Dodgers, it's going to end up being an outfielder. I don't foresee him staying at second base. That's Michael Bush. You have no mic, my friend. So, um, so yeah, my fault, my fault. I'm back. I'm back. That was that was on me. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, great take on Bush. Uh, the thing is, like, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I don't want to just repeat you, but yeah, the thing is with Bush, I don't think he's gonna really get much burn with the Dodgers if he stays there. Especially they just acquired Kike Hernandez, so you know it's another guy that's gonna be in his way in that middle infield. So, you know, I think Bush gets moved in a trade here with the Dodgers. I think they go after somebody big. You know, if he winds up on the Angels, like Matt said, gets that playing time, another, you know, uh, mediocre team if the Dodgers make that deal. That's when we're going to look towards Michael Bush. So, Michael Bush, just watch list for now. Let's see where things go with him. So, let's move on to our last guy. Let's talk about another Baltimore Orioles prospect. And we could just, like, you know, roll the dice every week and just come up with another one. But let's talk about one we haven't talked about in at least a little while. I know we talked about it once or twice. Kobe Mayo. Uh, you know, third base, you know, has played a little bit of first in the past as well. So, you know, he's got a few different positions here. Another young 21-year-old guy uh, dominating in the minor so far this year with 87 games played, 319 at-bats, 52 runs, 32 doubles, 
man, that's a lot of doubles. That's a lot of hitting the ball hard and, you know, putting it where the guys aren't. You like to see that, especially with the shift being implemented here. Kobe Mayo knows how to get it around them. Two triples, 18 homers, 55 RBIs, four steals, 54 walks to 99 strikeouts, which isn't atrocious, and a 298 batting average, kind of redeeming himself uh, after a little bit of a down year last year. You know, Mayo says, you know what, that's not who I am. I'm a great young player. Going to add to that, you know, Baltimore, uh, you know, list there. And the thing is, man, just, you know, I, I think they're slowly and surely all going to get all of these guys up at least by the end of the year. You know, maybe some guys only come up in September to help that playoff push. But I think we're going to see most of these young Orioles players before the year ends. And the thing is, though, same as we said with the Dodgers, the Orioles could go out there and make a trade. Maybe some of these guys move, which would be interesting to see. But you know what? All of these guys are great, including Kobe Mayo. Throw them on your watch list for now and see where things go with the kid. Yeah, my thing with Mayo is since he's been moved to AAA, he hasn't really been performing. He has a 219 batting average. Uh, th- through thir- It's only 36 at-bats, a 32 at-bats. So, I mean, I want to see what the kid can do in, like, you know, 90. But right now, if I'm looking at it today, I don't foresee him being called up in the next couple weeks. He's more of a watch list guy, in my opinion. But the upside is there, like Dom talked about with the doubles and everything else. And I'm not going to repeat anything from his great take. But... I will say this, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he um, if he does manage to stay with Baltimore and he isn't traded. I don't foresee him getting called up unless he just somehow snaps out of it and becomes absolutely elite and completely adjusts to the AAA uh, pitching. So other than that, um, guys, I want to thank you for today's episode. And don't forget to sign up for subtext so you can get your shot at the, at the um, listener league. So uh, with that being said, Dom, take it away. Yeah, guys, you know, just a quick shout-out. We got a little extra time here. Every, our everydayers and new listeners, we appreciate you guys. We wouldn't be where we are, you know, without you guys today. And, you know, we you all mean a lot to us. You know, it's uh, truly appreciated. So um, keep staying locked on, and we're going to do our best to get you those everydayers championship. If you got any deep burning questions uh, that you need to have answered, the best place to get to us is on subtext. Uh, since we got subtext now, you know, um, that's really a place to get to us on Instagram and other spots. We may not be able to respond as quick because we want to make sure we're on top of our, you know, uh, subtext subscribers. So check it out, you know, just give it, you know, even just give it the 14 days and uh, see how you feel about us. Hopefully we can, you know, make you stay there with us. But other than that, guys, that's going to be all for us today. So please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, look out for a new episode tomorrow where we're going to be talking about the best players to add heading into the weekend. But, guys, until then, see you. Peace.